This is episode number 216 of the To Birth and Beyond podcast. We're so excited to have you with us on this episode of To Birth and Beyond. I'm Jesse Mundell, mom, kinesiologist, and fitness coach to pregnant and current moms. And I'm Anita Lambert, mom, pelvic health and orthopedic physiotherapist with a focus on women's health. On the show, we provide information and education on fitness, the pelvic floor, fertility, pregnancy, birth, postpartum, and women's health. We offer a brave space to have candid and vulnerable conversations on the struggles and joys of motherhood, including all aspects of our physical, mental, and emotional health. While you're listening in, please remember that the information on the show is not meant to diagnose or treat any medical conditions. Please speak with your medical provider for all things related to your healthcare. We're so excited to have you. Let's dive into today's show. Hey, it's Anita here. Before we jump into today's episode, I wanted to let you know, if you're pregnant and want step-by-step guidance on how to have less pain and pelvic floor symptoms in pregnancy, how to prepare mentally and physically for labor and pushing, including how to minimize tearing, how to have your partner feel confident to support you during birth, and how to navigate a smoother postpartum recovery, my Bump to Birth Method online program is available for you to join. It's three programs in one, covering pregnancy, birth prep, and postpartum recovery, plus you get lifetime access to the program content and bonuses. Bump to Birth Method is my on-demand, self-paced online program where you can learn from the comfort of your own home through video and audio lessons on how to best connect to your pelvic floor and core in pregnancy beyond traditional Kegels, my top strategies to prepare your mind, body, and pelvic floor for labor, how to best support you and your pelvic floor during pushing, key strategies for your partner to support you during labor, and how to navigate your first six weeks postpartum. Bonuses include expert interviews, core and pelvic floor yoga class, three strength training workouts, hospital and home birth bag lists, meditation tracks for pregnancy, birth, and postpartum recovery. Whether you're preparing for your first or fifth birth, if you're ready to have less pain and pelvic floor symptoms in pregnancy, feel fully prepared mentally and physically for labor and pushing, including how to minimize tearing and how to navigate your first six weeks postpartum recovery, then head to the show notes or go to bumptobirthmethod.com to see what other expecting moms have said about bump to birth and to enroll today. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of To Birth and Beyond. It's Jesse Mundell. And Anita Lambert. And today's episode is going to be all about if you are pregnant and you have a toddler or toddlers at home. This is a question that I have gotten asked often. And this actually recently a bump to birth um, program member asked this. But I honestly, every week in clinic, I'm going through this with clients is like, people are like, my toddler just all of a sudden wants to be held all the time and I'm pregnant and it's straining and it's draining. Got any tips or strategies for this? Cause I don't think I'm going to be able to do this till the end. So I do. And just as too, we're going to go over, I like to answer this in two parts. There's the like logistic side of like how to lift and how to carry and strategies around that. But then there's also something else I like to talk about of why your toddler suddenly wants to be carried all the time and what you could do to potentially lessen them want to be to want to be carried um and this is also handy for postpartum so 
why don't we first jump into kind of the, the strategy side, but I'm curious, Jess, do you remember this when you were pregnant with Theo that steel would want to be carried all the time? Mm-hmm. Yes, because yeah. I was just looking back on a video that's in our postnatal fitness specialist academy, and we're talking about this exactly. And I was pregnant when we were filming it. I believe I was pregnant when we were filming it. And yeah, I'm watching me like shifting steel from like side to side around my belly. And so funny because our neighbor across the road she's very pregnant and they have a toddler and I was watching her like shuffle across the snow carrying her toddler and her big belly and I was like oh my gosh it's such hard work on your body exhausting totally totally is and so what kind of the first tip I have like physically that can be helpful for specifically the lifting if you can and also depending how old the toddler is but like try to get them higher before you lift them so whether it's like have them get on the couch or a chair or if you're near the stairs have them get on the second or third step so if you can get them higher it will actually be less strain on your body so that is like one of my top tips and can like really really be helpful did you find you use that Jess yeah that is genius so smart I still do that with Theo, my youngest, just like get up. Yeah. Standing. And then just like fall into my body like on my chest so I can just wrap around you. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And then the other, this next tip should not be a surprise if you've been listening to the podcast for a long time. Jess and I are huge about the breath with exercise, but also the connection to your core, your pelvic floor. So instead of getting super complicated with like neutral spine and feet hip width apart and this perfect lifting strategy, which you can pretty much throw out the window when you're pregnant or postpartum because there's so much awkwardness in lifting. What I find is one of the best strategies to start with is literally exhale when you're lifting. So don't even worry about connecting to your pelvic floor. Just exhale when you're lifting your toddler. And what I find interesting too is when you do this, they often will catch on. And they will do it with you. So they will breathe out when you breathe out, when you lift them. And they think they think it's kind of like a game. Um, but again, it can just really be helpful because when we're almost anticipating a lift being straining on our body, we'll often hold our breath. And when we're thinking of the weight of a toddler, it's not at a weight that we necessarily need to add a breath hold. So thinking of use your exhale with it, and that can really help pain, pelvic floor symptoms, but even just making it a bit easier to do the lift. Yeah, it can really help you just feel like you can harness some strength and power when you pair that exhale with the lift of this heavy, heavy toddler. And then another thing, kind of going back to, I was talking about, you know, we're all taught even in physio school, and I'm sure with strength training, you were taught the same thing, just as like, when you lift like hip width apart, neutral spine, bend at your hips. <laughs> and like, honestly, you do not need to do that. What I find is more helpful is we've talked about this before is variation. So, and I find, especially in pregnancy, what typically is most helpful is one foot forward and one foot back. 
Um, it gives more space for your belly, especially as you're growing further in the third trimester. So I'll put like one foot forward, one foot back, whether the heel is down or like a kickstand, but that position and then alternate, right? Notice if you're always putting the same foot forward, try to switch legs, or you could try doing a squat sometimes or like a deadlift sometimes. So just vary up how you're actually lifting typically will feel better on your body than doing the same thing all the time. And then next, let's go into the carrying side. So once you've got them lifted and they want to be transported somewhere else, it's like, how can we carry them with less strain on our body? So one thing that Jess, like you mentioned earlier, is like switching sides. Because again, you're not, people will say like, oh, carry them in the center. Carrying a toddler in the center is not the most realistic thing. And then especially you add your growing belly. So just notice again, are you always carrying them on the same side? Because sometimes I'll notice with clients, like as we dive deeper into the pain, let's say they're feeling, they're always holding on the same side. So even just switching it up, they immediately start noticing a change because even your muscle balance and just using different muscles by not always holding on the same side can actually be really helpful. And then also just going back to your breath, noticing, not that you have to take intentional deep breaths as you walk everywhere but just notice are you holding your breath like even just like note just keep your regular breath going as you're carrying them and walking can also make a difference on how your body feels yeah super smart I think what's so interesting is what I see on the fitness side of the messaging too around this is regarding posture and alignment and when you're carrying a toddler on your side to make sure your hip isn't jutting out, like stay neutral up and down. Don't let your hips pop out to the side, but you can let your hips pop out to the side. And honestly, it just makes it much easier from a simple biomechanics standpoint to allow a, like a little bit of a seat for your toddler to sit on and yeah, switch it up. Do that on both sides. If you're able and that can be a way more comfortable position. It's really interesting. You're totally taking me back to the my pregnancy with Theo with this because we lived in a suburb neighborhood and we used to go to the park multiple times a day and still would often, my big kid, want to be carried. And I did so many piggyback rides like up until the end of pregnancy, because it felt way easier to carry her on my back than to carry on side or front for too long. So yeah, piggyback rides. That's so much great. Easier. Yeah. And to do that too, they have to get to a higher level to actually get on your back, especially mm -hmm. in pregnancy. So <laughs> that's really good. That's a great tip for people to, again, try out and even doing that around the house, right? Like it can just make it a little bit easier. And then to go along with like the physical things we talked about is strength training, like, and it's going to look different for everyone and not everyone loves traditional workouts and that, but find ways to incorporate strength training because it's not only going to help now while you're pregnant, but also postpartum. Like it, I find, especially my first time moms are so surprised. Like I warn them ahead of time. So we do strength training and they're grateful because postpartum oh my gosh, like the car, the car seat on its own when you buy it. Right. And it's like your first and you're like, oh, I got the lightest car seat. It's like nine pounds. This is all good. But then like a newborn, 
doesn't matter what size they are, like you're quickly carrying more than nine pounds. So any strength training you do again is going to help prepare your muscles for postpartum, but then also you get the benefit. It actually will help your like cross training for lifting and carrying when you're pregnant too. Yeah. And it's also that you're carrying the car seat plus like seven other bags and other things. So yeah, it adds up and the awkwardness of how you're carrying and positioning those things on your body or your arms. It is, yeah, it's tough work. Yeah. Now going to the other strategy. So this is, this strategy can be helpful to know to potentially lessen your toddler actually wanting to be lifted. Cause what I found personally with, um, pregnant with my second, but I really noticed this postpartum with my second. And that's why I like, will mention this to all my clients is like toddlers, they, they, so depending how old they are, when you're pregnant, they may not be able to verbalize that they understand what that means. They see maybe your body changing. Um, you might be explaining it to them, but they might be too young to really verbalize it, but they know something's different. So that's, they want to be closer to you. They just want to be with you. They want to snuggle you, but why they want to be lifted oftentimes is they want to be at your height. They want to be eye level with you. So if you can find other ways to do this, they're getting that in other ways versus just lifting. So whether you're sitting on the couch, have them get up and stand on the couch next to you or snuggle with you kneeling on the couch or on the bed. So have them get to your eye height or if possible, spend more time on the floor with them because you're then literally at their height. And like, it's pretty incredible to see the difference even in their facial expression or even just like, you'll see a difference in their emotions when they see you down at their level. Um, And then there's lots of great things we've talked about, like lots of floor things you can do, whether it's, you know, exercise or different postures, but being at the floor height on a yoga block or a bolster can be more comfortable. But again, you're at their height, which like can really make such a difference. So if you are pregnant with a toddler, I highly recommend trying this. And then you can always DM us and let us know. But yeah, I do find this will then take some of that clinginess that they want to be carried everywhere. This might take some of that away and then it prepares for postpartum. So again, early postpartum, if we can, not doing a ton of extra lifting um, on top of what you're already doing with the baby can be helpful for your recovery. So again, get them on the bed with you, get them on the couch with you, get on the floor to spend that time at the toddler height. We hope you enjoyed listening to this episode of the To Birth and Beyond podcast. You can find any links or resources we discussed in the show notes at tobirthandbeyond.com. And if you enjoyed today's show, we would love for you to leave us a review on iTunes and subscribe to the To Birth and Beyond podcast in iTunes or Stitcher. 